back to the crossover podcast where we get comics pop culture and sports and it is sports time yet again as we are going to be talking about week four in the national football league i'm your host as always matt pierce joining me today is uh bill needles how's it going bill it is going fine thank you sir all right good to have you back and rounding out our trifecta as always is craig how's it going craig needles well thank you all right um good to have you guys back Bit of a rough week three for uh, the members of the crossover podcast. Collectively, we finished five and nine, so uh, not great. <laughs> uh, no, not great at all. I actually lied. We finished five and ten because uh, five and nine doesn't even make sense. Uh, so even worse than I, uh, I had initially <laughs> thought. But we are going to persevere. We are going to put our heads down and we are going to plow through into week. four. Four of the National Football League, and we're going to turn it around starting right now with the Thursday night matchup. Uh, Thursday night matchup, the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a weird, inexplicable drop pass happening loss to the Detroit Lions at home. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, who look like they've figured some stuff out, but I also think are a tad overrated right now. They're minus five and a half on Thursday night. Craig, how do you feel about this one? I like the Packers. The Eagles are still banged up, and the, a bang a cure for a banged up team is not. Hey, how about you play another NFL game in three days? Yeah. So I I like the Packers here, and plus you know home teams on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We thought chaos surrounding the Jacksonville Jaguars. We thought that would be the exception of the home team on Thursday rule. It was not. Yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll take the Packers. Wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I I just. I know that you don't really love the way that the year has started for the Packers for a few no. different reasons, and that's okay, but uh, they're getting a banged-up team at home on a Thursday. That's true. Uh, now, no. the indications we have right now is that Alshon Jeffrey is probably going to play. I'm not sure about Deshaun. Uh, I feel like Deshaun's got to play. It, to me, it definitely seems like the Eagles receivers kind of were like, we'll take Sunday off because we're playing the freaking Lions at home. We'll go get them, and then we'll get healthy for the for the short game against the Packers which at on the road which is the smart idea and that's the way you should play it uh it's not their fault that their fourth and fifth string receivers kept dropping passes all over the place uh, and you know despite the fact uh despite Matt Patricia's best efforts and uh <laughs> trying to the get yet, yet another game away some questionable questionable clock decisions there but yeah the, I'm but uh, like, absolutely really- by the Lions and even then Patricia was probably like fifth or sixth worst in terms of what the fuck decisions made by coaches in week three it's just a bizarre weekend for um, for coaches like i like obviously we're going to talk about what bruce arians did when we get to that game a, a little bit later and, and how that nearly caused uh matt pierce to have a stroke i was like oh <laughs> uh, yeah we wanted yeah. to take the delay so our kicker went further back and then you just see blood coming from my nose right it's like, i think pierce just stroked out oh god <laughs> so bad i would say that uh the bad coach of the week award and i'm sure we'll talk about the cleveland browns in a few minutes mm. uh would probably uh probably be uh, residing in ohio this week off, ta- off tackle on fourth and nine with the game on the line yeah. is, is uh is, uh, <laughs> ready no that's a move that's a move. Oh, God. Sal was calling them Freddy Kitchens this week. Everybody, you know, everybody's looking for the Freddy. You know, when, when you hear Freddy Kitchens, you think you should go to, with the Kitchens thing to make the, you know, that that seems like the, the one that would light up Dirk Diggler style in terms of go with that for the nickname. But uh, Sal smartly went the other way, started calling them Freddy Kitchens, which is funny. Um, Packers minus five and a half. What do you think, Bill? I got to go Packers here. Again, they're the home team on a Thursday. Again, Philadelphia is banged up. But I also think the Packers, they haven't looked like a dominant NFL team, but they haven't looked that bad either. They've put some decent drafts together. They beat my Vikings, and I do think the Vikings are a good team. Uh, They they stomped Denver pretty good, but I'm thinking Denver might be a little shady. Yeah. I do think Green Bay is a decent enough team where you got to give them the odds at a home game on Thursday. 
And I might be, we might be having a little eulogy for Craig's Broncos later on in this uh, particular <laughs> episode. We'll see. Uh, DVOA rankings are out now. Uh, I, I, we, quarter of the way through the season is kind of when they really uh, show up. I, it's got to be October for me before I really care about this, to be honest. That's true, yeah. Uh, Green Bay's sitting at six uh, right now. And um, Philly is sitting at – I mean, the argument for Philly here is – Five and a half, usually a dead number. And Carson Wentz is basically two dropped passes two weeks in a row away from being like miracle worker Wentz at this point, right? Like like from being two and one or potentially three and oh. Um not only that, but the uh the block in the back call on that block field goal was uh dubious at best. Um although when the Lions actually get a call in a big game, I'm always I'm I'm you know when a, when, a, when a bad call in a big way goes the Lions' way, I'm not shedding any tears for the other team. I'll tell you that right now. So, they were out one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Packers minus five and a half. I, I think I think it's a stay away for me. I think there's a lot of other games that you can uh, you can make your money on uh, going forward in the, in this uh, this week. Uh, so let us move to the Sunday night games and the first game of the one o'clock slate, the Tennessee Titans at Atlanta Falcons and the Falcons are minus four and a half. Um, I think the Titans are very bad. The Titans are coming off of 10 days of rest, but uh, the Falcons, I just, I'm never going to, I, there are two teams. I think I'm just never going to trust with my money again. Uh, and I think the Atlanta Falcons might be one of them. What do you think, Craig? Falcons minus four. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I've I've, I've gone back and forth. I, I think I'm going to take the Falcons, but I just don't like giving more than a field goal with them. I just I'm, I feel uneasy about it. Yeah, I, I I don't like it. I I just I thought they were going to be a real good team this year, but just obviously we haven't seen it. No. Yeah. That. that sucks for us because we had that little make the playoffs bet with the falcons which could still happen though because that division is uh it's a little it's there's some question marks on that on the, no, on the that's on sad the right now sure. it's only losses to the rams yeah true 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 uh falcons minus four against the titans what do you think bill falcons all day i i don't think i think tennessee's quite bad i really do and i think the falcons are a good team that that makes you know a handful of mistakes uh, but they're going to be able to move the ball on, on Tennessee fairly quickly. Uh, and Tennessee's not going to be able to move it on them. Uh, give me Atlanta. I am confident with that. Um, where are you where on are you? Dan Quinn for first coach fired, Craig? That might be... I don't know if it's the most likely one. Maybe it is. Uh, the only other most likely one, and for me right now, and he came out and said, uh, he, he came out and, and there, there was an article today about how, uh, he is not worried about his job security. And that is Jay Gruden, head coach of the Washingtons. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that Monday night game should have been an absolute destruction based on how well the Bears defense was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not as bad as it could have been, but uh, it was not as close as it looked. I suppose the more the story. Uh, I think that uh, there's a there's a universe where if a couple of games go a different way, Bill O'Brien's in this conversation, but I don't think he is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I, Quinn might Quinn might be the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, one o'clock game. The Cleveland Browns, the now one and two Cleveland Browns, and and off that weird weird thing that we we were made fun of earlier. So uh, Freddie Kitchen and it's and company. Bad that whole game. And here I'm going to say this about bad. the Browns. Yeah. Is people forget that in the 2013 season when Peyton Manning threw the 55 touchdowns, the Broncos had like they had some good linemen on the interior, but Ryan Clady got hurt that season, and it wasn't a, a superstar group of linemen. And Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns. And one of the things they did was, okay, we're just going to not have Manning hold the ball long. This is going to be a quick offense. Now, that's one thing was Peyton Manning doing pre-snap reads. And I understand that it's hard to expect Baker Mayfield to do the same stuff as probably the best pre-snap quarterback in the history of the league. But there needs to be a scheme evolution here. Because 
Some of these plays where Mayfield's moving around in the backfield, the tackles are not good enough for that to happen. No, absolutely not. And he's throwing off his back foot a heck of a lot more. There, there was some stat I read that I don't have it off the top of my head right now, but basically the gist of it was last year, I think something like, 90% or something like that of Cleveland, maybe even more than that. It might have been all of, for God's sake. But basically, in an unconscionably high number of the Cleveland Browns plays that uh, of that that are constituted as big plays, and I believe big plays in the NFL are considered anything that goes for 20-plus yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something like damn near all of their, like, quote-unquote, big plays last year came from Baker Mayfield uh breakdown plays where he had to scramble and then run around and make something happen. So that is to say that the Cleveland Browns last year did not have great schemes and great plays drawn up uh, to make the big plays happen. And I think we all just kind of thought that it would happen this year just because, you know, they added Landry, they added Odell Beckham Jr., but it just isn't happening. And the offensive line, which we all thought might hold them back, is absolutely holding them back at this point. There are two questions about the team coming into the season. Mm-hmm. There was the coach and the offensive line. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, if both of those can be, you know, even a three or four out of ten, mm-hmm. this team's going to be good. Well, through three weeks, they've both been one out of ten. Yeah. Like, Kitchens is 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 very, very poor. Very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, idea for a play for the Browns, and this, I know this sounds crazy. Uh, slants to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I know. Great. Maybe pick plays by him and Landry. A couple of those, right? Like, maybe just... Uh, that just seems like a good idea. Maybe well, just go know. school route and just be like, hey, uh, Odell, just get open. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll throw the, and ball. You get the ball. Try to make sure that no one tackles you until you get to the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> some, of those, some of those quick slants can help on offensive line, too, right? Yeah, like, you that's just exactly. get the ball fast. Like, like, how many times did they do those quick bubble screens? Like, that, that Denver year I was talking about, Manning had 55 touchdowns. How many, yeah. to- how many of those 55 touchdowns were on bubble screen to Demarius Thomas? Thomas like, yeah. four or five at least, maybe more. Like, yeah, like that Julio Jones play from week two that saved the Falcons from being 0-3 right now was uh, is should be, like, their go-to play at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get the ball in Odell's hand and see what happens. And look, the, from the run game, the, the run blocking perspective, the, the numbers with Chubb are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can do that. It's just a matter of Baker can't be in the pocket getting harassed because he's making poor decisions and that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you make those backers, you know, have to respect Odell for the first five yards, um, you're going to get a little bit more time, a little, little bit less blitzes. So rather than dropping back in the pocket and sitting and waiting on your back foot, throw some quick slants and, and make them think about it. The Browns are getting the Baltimore Ravens in a divisional matchup, and the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are minus seven. Um, I heard some people say that Lamar Jackson was better than Michael Vick, after or is better than Michael Vick. I thought jury's um, out. On that. Jury's out, but I would like to pour a little cold water on that because <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, let's wait. But uh, but man, that one touchdown he had. Oh boy, that was fantastic. Uh, I just love seeing Lamar. That. Like, and here's the thing: it, it, so much of this is in is circumstance. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson could have easily gone to some stupid team. Let's say he doesn't go in the first round; he goes in the back half in, in that second round. Mm-hmm. He goes to some dumb team that doesn't know how to use him, doesn't scheme for him properly, and th- th- his career like maybe isn't maybe isn't nearly what it is. But he goes to a smart team. He goes to Baltimore, and they're like, "We're actually just gonna." change the way that we play offensive football to suit Lamar Jackson's skills. And it, they've been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. And it's not just Lamar running around, although that's a big part of it, but there's a lot of great stuff that's happening surrounding, uh, surrounding the, 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 the passing game too. It, it, uh, and he's, he had, he had a couple of throws this week that were not super advisable throws. Uh, he had a couple of uh, completions on fourth down that were bailouts. But you have a smart coach. Harbaugh going for it on fourth down repeatedly against Kansas City is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Always do that. Yeah. If you have the ball against the Chiefs, try to make sure you get to keep it. Because if you give them the ball back, it typically doesn't matter which yard line you're on. It's going to be bad. So they, they had a great game plan. They almost won the game. Lamar was great. If I'm a Ravens fan, I'm feeling great right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to get to this later. 
because um, I, I don't want to pretend like the Daniel Jones thing wasn't fun and awesome, because it was. But I think the Daniel Jones thing, because it was in New York, and New York things tend to get blown massively out of proportion when they happen. Um, I thought the Daniel Jones thing shifted focus completely off of what was a fantastic football game between the two guys who should be the future of football between Mahomes and and yeah, Lamar Jackson. I, and and I just I that just what I would say to that rubbed me the wrong way a little Daniel bit. Daniel Jones, uh, Daniel Jones mm-hmm. uh, was taking over as starting quarterback after being well considered by most, mm-hmm. including people in this podcast, to yeah. be a significant overdraft. Oh, he was like, there's no question he was an overdraft. Of course, of course. The people who completely shit on him, which... I'm more than happy to shit on the Giants front office. I was not happy to shit on Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's true. That was the approach we took was like, and and now I don't think I I wasn't high on Daniel Jones, but I didn't think he would come in and be like a fucking disaster or anything like that. But no way in hell they should have drafted him sixth. Period. Right. So, but, but... you have that storyline. You have the fact that he was taking over for a guy who'd been the starting quarterback for a team for 15 years and won two Super Bowls. And he comes in, uh, the offense had just looked absolutely dead, and all of a sudden he comes in and, and has a, a great game. So I've got no problem with that sort of being the story of the afternoon window in week uh, in week one. Yeah. I, don't. I, I just thought it took away a little bit, but... Uh... Yeah, you, you, I mean, you get the, high, the the headlines are what the headlines are. Cleveland Browns heading to Baltimore minus seven. Who you got, Bill? Um, I got to go Baltimore there. Uh, I think Cleveland's been so hit or miss that if Baltimore plays like they've been playing all year, and Cleveland even if they when they screw up, Baltimore will capitalize. I, so uh, I, I'm going to go with with Baltimore on this one. I think this has a chance to go really poorly for the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm not going to say that the rest of the way it can go really poorly for the Cleveland Browns. But I think this particular game could go bad for the Cleveland Browns because the Ravens can do like all of the things that you can exploit from the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens can do that. And then they can run the ball and keep it away from the Browns anyway. So this, this might get a little bit ugly for the Browns. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, this could be a, this could be a bad game. Cleveland uh, should be hoping obviously that they're a little healthier in the back end of the secondary here. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking Baltimore. I think seven's a little much for me, but uh, yeah, this could this could be bad for them. Stay away from me, true. I'm not ready to trust it because, like, I I can see the Ravens being up ten with garbage time, and I can I can see the Ravens in the prevent defense, and then I can see Odell Beckham just getting loose and safeties jogging after him, going like, whatever, we're up ten, <laughs> right? Like I can just, I can see it in my head. So I, I just, no thank you for me. Stay away. Uh, this next game will not be a stay away for me. Uh, the New England Patriots are heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills, a game I was supposed to be in attendance for, but unfortunately that will not be happening. Uh, that's due to unforeseen circumstances on my end. So that uh, sucks on my part. Patriots minus seven. Uh, are you kidding me? Take the Patriots. Jesus. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you got to go Patriots there. Road dog uh, plus seven, and I'm not hesitating. That's that's, yeah. that's how confident I am in, in this. But, like, the, the Bills are not a good team. You know, if they were going I, in now, a, I, the Bills I, 3-0. No, I disagree with that. I do think that the Bills, and I, I thought that they were going to be terrible. Um, my We're going to check back. Next week, I'm going to embarrass myself because we're going to do the thing where uh, every – uh, quarter of the season, we're going to check in on my over/under bets and see how they're doing. And by week eight, I might be a ridiculous over over five because this season is not going the way I thought it would at all. The Bills were one of my unders. I am not going to get that. They are easily going to win nine games and potentially at least nine games, potentially make the playoffs because uh, the back yeah, half of the AFC is not tough. It's on purpose, so there's that. Well, a team yeah. that's losing on purpose, but still. And they've got a few more games against teams that are losing on purpose, at least three, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> this is not one of them, and I do believe no. that this, yeah, I do believe that this minus seven is a little bit, uh, I think that's people showing the Bills a little bit too much respect. Now, that's, oh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know that we, we, that we see weird stuff with the Patriots, but... If, if you're setting the line for this game, you're like, I'm going to give a touchdown to a home team in a divisional game? Yeah. 
like, you know, they're, the they're better for a big talent disparity there. And look, there's a talent disparity here, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just can understand why they didn't go higher than a touchdown. If the Bills were one and two, I would completely agree with you. But this is this is a three three and oh, three and oh matchup. The three for... teams the Bills have played are against the twenty sixth ranked team in DVOA, yeah. the twenty eighth, and the thirty first. Yeah. Oh. But you know, like, like yeah. That's enough out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now they got to play number one? No, yeah. they're going to get spanked. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're the Bills, you can only play the team in front of you. <laughs> right? So I, I'm not going to begrudge them. But, I mean, they should have lost that Jets game. The Jets completely laid the egg. But the other two wins that they have are are far more legit. The card, they, they let the... the they, they let the Bengals stay with them a little bit there. That and, Josh uh, Allen throw that kind of turned that game around and made it close. That was just an ugly, ugly throw. Yeah, that, but Josh Allen, aside from that throw, he's been making oh, he's good, pretty good decisions good. this year. Very yep. good decisions this year, I got to say. Because um, I remember at the end of last year, Craig, you and I did have the conversation. I believe you proposed the question to me as to whether or not we give up on Josh Allen. And uh, we were just like, let's wait one more year. <laughs> before yeah, we, I, I always yeah. have a hard time giving up on a guy after a year unless it's like a tire fire. Yeah. And for all the five of the first-round quarterbacks last year, it was not a tire fire. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just think we, we always say, like, you know me, I have my rules. You never take a, a, a road team giving a touchdown. It's just so stupid. But it, when, it, when it's the Patriots, you can throw all that crap out of the window. I, I, I think they're just... Because I think, like, I don't think, I, I, I just, I don't think Bill Belichick, who uh, was incredibly rude to that one woman who was interviewing him about uh, Antonio Brown, uh, as if he, as if, part, sorry, what'd you say? I'll offer no comment, that's fine, but, like, don't be a dickhead. And don't, yeah, don't ice grill her after it, like, she wasn't going to ask you it. Like, what are you doing? I don't know why the Patriots get away with never having to answer any of these questions when they're always the team. Because they're heel, like, they're heels, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, yeah, they're completely wrestling heels. It's, it's, but, like, I know that they're the wrestling heels, but at a certain point, this isn't the WWE, this is the NFL, right? Like, they, they and the NFL is so bad at this sort of thing. Come out and have just make two fucking canned statements about why you did that. You brought him in because it like you thought he would he would be the best receiver on your team and you would win. It would give you a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. That's why you brought them in. Period. You didn't care about any of the consequences and you have your arrogant. We're the Patriots. We can fix people attitude. And then this time you were like, nope. And you jettisoned him, but like you should have to face the piper for that. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, that's off topic. Uh, Patriots minus seven. I just I, I I don't foresee Bill Belichick uh, wanting to look at the paper Monday morning and see the Patriots in second place in the division at three and one and the Bills above them in four and one. So I, I think this is going to be a, a shellacking potentially by the Patriots at minus seven. Uh, what say you, Craig? I'm not doing anything with this game, but uh, I, I just have a hard time giving. Like, I don't know if the talent disparity is hard, big enough here for me to give mm-hmm. seven points. Um, give seven points to a divisional uh, for a, a road team divisional game. I just that, that's a hard thing for me to do. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, the Lions opened up at. A plus seven full touchdown dog for the second week in a row. The Sharps came in and hammered the Detroit Lions at the seven, and it is now sitting at minus six and a half. So the Sharps love the Detroit Lions. You know the public is going to be all over the Chiefs regardless. Uh, Chiefs minus six and a half against my Lions on the road. What do you think, Bill? Oh, I'm staring at this one. I'm going back and forth on. Um, I, I think I like the Chiefs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I don't think there's much argument to be made that the Lions are a better team, but I think the Chiefs are a high enough flying offense where they're going to be able to score a good amount of points and the Lions won't be able to keep up. Um, I don't think the Lions' defense is good enough to stop the Chiefs more times than they don't, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Craig, Chiefs minus six and a half? Yeah, Kansas City. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, things have been going a little bit too well for the Lions lately, uh, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's one way of putting it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. It's, it's like, I, I just think that Andy Reid's going to go in there and make Matt Patricia look really bad. And it's going to be one of those games where, like, oh, like, you know, you blink all of a sudden. Like, how did Kansas City score twice in 10 plays? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that. Um, the thing I can't shake from my head, and I agree with you all. I, I don't. I think the sharps are out of their minds. I don't think the lions can can cover the seven. I don't. I don't know uh, what it is, but this is this is the image that I can't shake. That down to six in some books, by the way. But yes. Yeah, this is the image I can't shake out of my head. And the, the thing I can't get out of my head is um, the New England Patriots went into Detroit last year. Yeah. The, uh, the the eventual Super Bowl champion Patriots went into Detroit last year. They've got a pretty good coach and a pretty good team. And the Lions embarrassed them on national television. The Chiefs are doing the same thing. And I just, I can't shake this thing that when the AFC Championship game happens this year, later on, or I guess later on next year, and the Chiefs are in Foxborough, we're going to sit here and we're going to go, hey, remember the time the Lions weirdly beat the Chiefs by a field goal? You know? Like that's that's the that's the that's the thing that I I can't I can't get out of my head now I I completely agree with everything you guys have said uh, I I just man like now I I do believe that that Patriots loss last year was Bill Belichick fucking sandbagging to help his buddy out so there's that but uh, I can really see Bill calling up like I can really so I can honestly I can honestly see Bill calling up and being calling Matt up and being like, hey, do this, 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 and this, and him being like, okay, skip, and then, like, them actually pulling out a W here, because, uh, god damn it, man, uh, but the Chiefs are just so much better on offense, and you can't stop them, and the Lions don't know what the hell they're doing, and they make questionable decisions and kick weird field goals, so, yeah, it's weird to say Andy Reid is probably uh, better at clock management in this game, too, so I don't I don't know uh, what the hell's going on, so, yeah, I, I the Sharps are, are just... I, I do think the Lions are somewhat undervalued this year so far, but not against the Chiefs, for God's sake. Um, speaking of undervalued teams, we've got the Carolina Panthers heading into Houston to take on the Texans. Texans minus five. Dead number, you guys. Uh, Panthers quarterback, Kyle Allen, goes in there and just tears it up. Uh, and look, Arizona's defense is, is, is really bad. bad. They'll be better when Patrick Peterson gets back, obviously, but it's a, it's a, it's a very bad defense. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they were great. Yeah. Um, Texans, a little underrated right now, I think. Uh, but, uh, man, they, they go out there and they get it done. Uh, Deshaun is still taking too many hits. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like this number should probably be seven. The Sharps are all over the Texans because I think that they feel this number should be, like, minus seven. So they're all they're all over the dead number at five. Uh, Houston Texans minus five against Carolina. What do you think, Bill? I go with the Texans here. I think uh, it'll be a bit of a wake-up call playing a good, I'm going to say better defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think that uh, Kyle Allen uh, was found gold for one week, or what do you think there, uh, Bill? I, again, I, I think I need to see him against uh, a better team than Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he had that he got that start against the Saints last season, but the Saints were not trying. So yeah. there's that. Mm-hmm. Also, the Saints defense. Actually, they weren't bad last season. Oh, Saints defense is okay, yeah. and they yeah. were really good this week. They won them a game this week. Yeah, we uh, we we have a we have this image. We still kind of have to shake that image of the Saints not having a good defense from the old Rob Ryan days, right? Of it just like ruining their season <laughs> in and out with just bad defenses, but it's, uh, it's just not the case anymore. Uh, Texans minus five. What do you think, Craig? Texans. I think so, too. I I, I, I do. I really do. Uh, what do we do with Cam Newton at this point, though, Craig? It, it, let's... Cam ain't playing this week. No. Oh, I... I... I don't know. I suspect that we're we, we're not going to see him for a little while. Yeah. And if Kyle Allen plays well, the the Panthers are going to be okay. Yeah, just ride the hand. Yeah, right. Um, they're obviously their ceiling is obviously much much higher if they have you know 2016 Cam Newton available. Mm-hmm. But as we discussed last week, I just don't think that that guy is is ever coming back. God, he's so beat up. Crazy. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders heading to Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts. This is it, you guys. The, the 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 ride was just so fun while it lasted. I was three and zero. I did not lose a Colts bet so far this season. They've been so good to me, but unfortunately, gentlemen, 
the riot has come to an end. Uh, Vegas uh, has snuffed it out. They're all over the Colts now. The Colts, you got you to gotta give a touchdown if you want the Colts against the Raiders. If this was a week ago, if this game happened a week earlier, it would have been Colts minus three, and we'd have been all over it. Minus three? I don't think Vegas would have valued the Colts and the Raiders as the same team last week. I don't know, man. They they just well, – Touchdown, I'll grant you that. But. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think they figured it out, and I'm a, I'm a little PO'd about it. So, uh kind of sucks. But uh, Colts, Colts minus seven. What do you think, Craig? I like the Colts. The Raiders are really bad. <laughs> like, true. did you see the first half against Minnesota? Like, they, like the Vikings were doing whatever they wanted. Yeah, it was. Actually, the Vikings have have had two very similar games against Oakland and and, and Atlanta, where yeah. they kind of just like steamroll the team in the first half and take their foot off the gas in the second half. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings were doing whatever they wanted in that first half. I th- I think the the scouting report on your Vikings right now, Bill, is you know what, guy? Like, if you're if you're thinking about how do we beat the Vikings, you go, you know what? We got to get Kirk Cousins involved in this game. If we're going to beat the Vikings, <laughs> like, yeah. we got to get him involved, man. He's got to be throwing 30, 40 passes if we're going to win this game. Right? It's almost like you can't beat a team when they're running at nine yards a carry. Exactly right. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is just going. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, Colts minus seven uh, with Oakland coming to town. What do you think, Bill? Uh, yeah, Colts. Um, Oakland. Yeah, you see enough of that Viking game to just be like, and, and the Vikings. Love them to death, but it's not like they're huge powerhouses in, in regards to offensive line or anything. Mm. Oakland was just bad. Um, so I, I'm going to say the Colts because I think they'll be able to move the ball in Oakland all day too. Great. The Los Angeles Chargers are heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Chargers are laying 16 on the road. Uh, take the Dolphins. I have. I am yet to take the Dolphins. I strongly considered it this week. There is no way in hell. I would lay 16 points with this Chargers team. I am done trusting the Chargers. They have cost me too much money. I, I am I am so pissed off at them. I, I just, this is. I wound up betting the Texans last week at the last minute. Don't smart for it. you, smart for you, Craig. Smart for you. I gotta agree. But like, I, I just I'm done with it. I'm done. Like, there's only so much a person can take before they just say no more. And I I, I am the most confident uh, that the Dolphins are going to cover this high line. I. My hot take is that the Chargers defense that we saw last year, yeah. Derwin James being awesome, was yeah. a big part of why that Chargers defense was good. Yeah. And now that Derwin James is not there, they're bad. Like DVOA, again, I know it's early. Yeah. Eighth and offense for the Chargers. That's about where we thought they would be. Yeah. And should have won should have won the Lions game. Absolutely. Right. 100% should have won the Lions yeah. game. We're the they're better team on, on in every facet of the game. Absolutely. They're 30th in defense. Yeah. And that's not what we thought was going to happen. But again, uh, it turns out that the Chargers are struggling with injuries. Uh, which, you know, the, the evergreen statement. Stop me if uh, you've heard this before. <laughs> yeah, I want to say one more thing about um, the Dolphins before we go. And look, I, again, I know it's weak. It, it, we've only got three weeks of football here. Mm-hmm. But their DVOA percentage right now, so, you know, uh, high is good, low is bad. Yeah. Uh, and this will normalize between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus 109.3%. Yeah. <laughs> Second worst team is the Bengals at minus 50%. Yep. <laughs> the Dolphins are 32nd in offense DVOA, and you're not going to believe where they're on the defense DVOA. Would anyone want to guess? I would guess. Um, uh, let me see. Carry the two. Uh, I'm going to say dead last. Yeah, that's right. Oh! <laughs> it is like, this is going to be, I think, the worst team we've seen I, in the big four North American sports in our lifetimes. Yeah, and I don't I, think close. Like, like, there's teams that don't win. That's that's yeah. a big point. But, like, this team is just going to be horrific at every level. Yeah. Some of the, I'm trying to think, in, in recent memory, in hockey, not even close. I, like, th- that Senators team we saw last year might be one of the worst teams we've ever, and even then they still had some players on it. Um, baseball, those Astros teams, when the Astros were tanking, when it was basically Jove, Jose Altuve, and I think I was starting pitching for them, and they made me throw with the hand I don't normally throw with. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, let's go through. They, they have a really good shot at 0-16 here. So if the Dolphins go 0-16, it will be between them, last year's Browns, and the Detroit Lions of 8 The Detroit Lions of 8 are not worse than 
I mean, well, here will be the argument. Here will be the argument, Craig. It'll be between the 08 Lions, the first team to go 0 and 16, and potentially this Dolphins. Should the Dolphins team do it? And then the argument is which team is worse because the Dolphins are trying to purposely lose games, whereas the 0 and 8, the the 08 Lions were not, and they just happened to go 0 and 16 because they were so poorly coached and dropped a bunch of close games. Yeah, this is going to be like a legit 0-16. The 0-16 yeah. Cleveland team, by the way, they finished with a DVOA of like minus 40% roughly. Yeah. Again, this early, and, and Miami's not going to finish at minus 109, but still. Oof. Yeah. Insane. I uh, this this is about Miami. It's blown out every week. Like, they are. Yeah. You're going to lose way more than touchdown every week the rest of the season. I, I, could, see, I could see the Dolphins winning this game, though. I, 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 I can just see that in my head because the Chargers are just that untrustable, which is not a word. <laughs> But, <laughs> but I'm going to use it. DVOA rankings. Miami has played number one, number two, and number five. Like, they're playing some of the best teams in the league. That's true. And, and I don't even think anyone would disagree with that at this point. You know? Cowboys look great. Not yeah. just Miami. And Cowboys. obviously the Patriots do. And we already talked about Baltimore. Like, these are good teams. Uh, how they do against San Diego, I think, will determine – or L.A. I think will determine – how like if they can't hang with a mediocre team, you're they're the one of the worst teams ever. Um, but I think they might be able to, so we'll find out. Untrustable actually is a word. I can't believe that. I just quickly looked that <laughs> up. I'm stunned by that. That sounded so stupid. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, the Chargers leave so many goddamn points on the board every fucking week, and you're gonna trust them with 16 on the road? I don't care who they're playing. I just I, I can't do it. Miami's not going to be one of my five. I think you just have to hold your nose, not watch this game, and then just, like, like take Miami, don't watch the game, just check the score and see if you were right or not is, is my right. advice for this game. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned not watching this game because, Pierce, yep. Scott Hansen, under no circumstances, you show us this game. Now, this would have been different, I think, say, uh, 24 hours ago, actually 48 hours ago, based on when we're recording this, because the last game of the 1 o'clock slate, Craig, is the Washingtons, 0-3, Heading into New York to take on the Giants and Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones is, is, is now you got to watch Daniel Jones on TV. You're exactly. right. Uh, if if Saquon Barkley was hurt yeah. and this was Eli Manning a quarterback for the Giants, mm-hmm. this definitely would have been the Scott Hansen game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saquon Barkley hurt, uh, but we got to see what Daniel Jones does for Act Two. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley going down. I guess kudos to anyone who took Saquon Barkley in the under yards as a future bet and just hope he got injured. There you go, you scumbags. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, but that's why that's just why you never take the over in futures. You just never do because guys get hurt in football, right? So it's just to right, me, really. I just why you turns out football is dangerous. Yes. Yeah, I know. Who to thunk it? Uh, the Giants are uh, favored. Who, which I didn't think they'd be favored at any point during this season. Uh, if you'd guessed me, I would have probably would have thought this game would have been a pick 'em. But I guess Daniel Jones is worth three points after after one game. Well, which, by no, the way, I, they should have lost if it wasn't for the Osmataz Buckshank by the Bucks. So, like, if, uh, if if Vegas is looking at this game and you're setting a line, you're saying, well, the Washington team and the Giants, they're about the same. Like, can you blame them? Yeah, I suppose, but that's like, that's uh, the line they've given us here. Like, if, oh, these. If are Eli was still in this game, though, and they and they were and they and this was 0-3, 0-3, I do think this would be a, a pick 'em, and they'd be like, hey, yeah. which crappy team do you like, gamblers, right? And then the gamblers would probably take uh, the Washingtons. I haven't. I don't think the uh, the the sharps have weighed in on this one, but uh, yeah, I I wouldn't place money on this game either way, but uh, I would be very curious to see how daniel i i round two of daniel jones i'm i'm somewhat excited in uh what do you think bill giants minus three um i think i i like the giants i think we got capable play from him we really did uh, he could be a, a decent player so uh, i think the giants without barkley though i just i mean it's it's barkley they get golden tate back next weekend but honestly, right now with with Saquon out, it's yeah, Evan the... Ingram getting triple teamed, right? So... Yeah. They have hey, that, with uh... last week, and Ingram had a huge game. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> of, of course, that's against Tampa Bay's bad defense, but it's a good thing another bad defense is here. That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I like the Giants better. I, I like their ability to move the ball a little bit better and, and maybe make fewer mistakes. But we'll see how the kid does. Uh, Craig Needles, Giants minus three. Giants for sure. 
All right. Uh, Bill, where do you stand on the Danny Dimes nickname? Eh. Nah? I like <laughs> no. it. I like it. I like it. I like Danny Dimes because I, I just I feel like there was at least some effort put into there. It's got the alliteration. You know, I like that. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 at least there's a modicum of effort into it, which I, I've been something I've been pleading for in life and on this podcast for a long time that we, we've just lost really good sports nicknames. We just, for whatever reason, have given up on good sports nicknames and we just take everything and we shorten it to like a rod and K rod and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on the Danny dimes nickname. Uh, what is the marquee matchup you guys of the one o'clock slate? It's gotta be Ravens Browns. No, yeah. No, is it Pat's Buffalo? Both games with minus seven favorites? Could be Pat's Buffalo. Could be. Yes, there's not really a, a, a flashing headlights one because you could make an argument for Texans Panthers because uh, you yeah. get a little Deshaun Watson and see what uh, Kyle Allen can do again. So uh, That's definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a Cleveland uh, Baltimore game. That's the game that I'm most excited to watch. This is yeah. Baltimore. One. I but, think you're uh, right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Browns Ravens, but uh, Pat's Bills is is close second. Good for the Bills showing up in 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 a potential marquee one o'clock matchup. Uh, four o'clock matchups four this week, which is good as long as the number's above three. I'm fine with that. Just don't ever have just three games at, at four o'clock there uh, NFL. Uh, first up, the Seattle Seahawks uh, head to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals a four and a half point home dog. They were a four-and-a-half-point home dogish last week and got the crap kicked out of them uh, by the Ravens. and uh, Sorry, by the Panthers and Kyle, the, the aforementioned Kyle Allen. Uh, the Seahawks looked very, very bad against the... The Seahawks looked very, very bad against the Saints. Yeah. And now they I'm... lost the game because they had a couple of plays go bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the special teams thing and the return yeah. touchdown. But hey, those points count. Yep. <laughs> uh, Seahawks minus four and a half on the road. What do you think, Bill? Seahawks minus uh, Seahawks. Yeah, Sh- Seahawks. Sharps are Sharps are on the Cardinals, but I think that's just them playing the home dog again. Because I don't know, like <sighs> five's a lot. Yeah. Like five's a lot to be on the road. Yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks haven't exactly been lighting it no. up uh, exactly. uh, offense-wise. So. Yeah. yeah, this isn't the Patriots. Uh, five's a lot on the road. Mm. Um, I've been burned by – and, look, I was bullish on the Cardinals this year, and mm-hmm. it's looking like I'm going to be wrong about that. I think I, I think Cliff Kingsbury just might be bad. He, he might just be bad. Yeah, so. no, I was excited for the scheme. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. the scheme is going to improve things. But it, it just feels like he's getting in his own way, especially in the red zone. Yeah, oh, absolutely, with the field goals and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, like, how about you just go for it sometimes, man? Absolutely. Uh, and, like, what have you got to lose? You're not going anywhere this season, right? Like, just try to put points on Just give, like, you know, spread the, spread the receivers out, give yeah. the ball to your super athletic quarterback, and see what happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Let him run out the middle. Do the draw. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, and I think they're going to be one of my five. Because okay. I just think the line's a little bit weird. It's too much for Seattle, but uh, yeah, I'm, I may have been. This will be my this will be my last Cardinals bet if this goes bad. If this goes bad, I completely agree. That's a, that's a good guy. Quit anytime I want. Yeah. <laughs> well, I finally quit the Chargers this week, so now you know they'll they'll score 35 or some garbage. Uh, well, Seahawks playing it using on purpose. So if there's going to be a score 35, this is the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill minus four and a half Seahawks. We got Seahawks. Okay. Just uh, no faith in the cards, eh? No, no. And, and I do think the Seahawks might be better than they've let on. I, I, I think they're capable of more, so uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, next 4 o'clock game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buckshanks, are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams minus 9.5. This opened up at 10. And, actually, it opened up at 11, and the Sharps have bet it down to 9.5. I still like the 9.5. Um, the Rams are going to win this game. I'm not going to dispute that, mm-hmm. but the Bucks have been much better than most people anticipated this year. Um, I was sort of on the Bucks train at the beginning. They've, their defense is playing really well. Jameis Winston might be playing the best, uh, football of his career. And I remember in our 
uh, over-unders podcast, Craig, I was making uh, XFL jokes about him being the poster boy of the XFL. The XFL's got its poster boy, but it's uh, a different person altogether. Um, I'll say this. I'm still not sure that James Winston is a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season, mm-hmm. but James and I think is a starting quarterback in the NFL next season. If that for somebody, sense. for sure. Uh, their special teams has been trash so far. Um, but this Rams team, I, I think people are thinking this Rams team is, is the same as it was last year in the sense that they... It's not high-flying, is it? No. They're, no. They're, they're definitely not as high-flying, and it's because of this girly thing, which is, is kind of... Uh, um, they, they've definitely got him on the old... Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard kind of snap count with the with the you know getting him rest and stuff and just not wearing him into the ground like they did because it, it seems like he's fine but just he does kind of wear down but when he's out there man he 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 he, he just he, he looks he looks fine but um, yeah I just think nine and a half is a bit too much right now to trust with the Rams who are just not high flying and I think if you hooked uh, Sean McVay up to a lie detector test. And uh, I, I think he would turn into Mo from that one scene of The Simpsons if you started Shit. asking him questions about Jared Goff right now. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, I like, uh, I gotta go meet with Goff. And <laughs> I don't right. deserve this shabby treatment. Yeah, like, I don't deserve this kind of shabby quarterback. <laughs> uh, Rams minus nine and a half. What do you think, Craig? Still Rams. Still Rams. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna actually bet money on that, but I just. I don't like. I don't trust Tampa Bay on the road. And that Wade Phillips defense, man. Like, I think Jameis is going to have a tough day. Fair. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Bill? The Niners and the Giants were able to score more than thirty points on the Buccaneers' defense. Um, I, I know the Rams aren't high flying anymore, but I think mediocre is good enough to score quite a few points on this I team. Think, I think if, if there's going to be a time where they can just like, okay, we're going to line up and we're going to, you know, do the chuck it to Cooper Cup on those crossing routes, and then it's going to be a play where it looks like the exact same crossing route. Oh no, Cook is going deep and confuse people. I think today's, I think this will be the game. Uh, so not the half is really high to me though. Like, yeah, I just think Cup's the only guy you can get open for the Rams right now, and the. Bucks have the corners to put a stop to that is the thing. So they might have to do the old grind it out sort of a thing. And they're just not as high flying as they were last year. I, I do think what the Rams the game, right? though, the interior of the offensive line is the thing that's changed the most. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's that, that's where the quality of play is dipped from this year to last year for sure. And Saffold's aren't there anymore. But uh yeah, it's uh that that to me is where the uh where the where the where the dip has been. Yeah. When you need 10, though, you need an offense that can strike pretty quick and, and, and pretty hard, too, right? Like, I, I think that you're right. They're not the high-flying team. Like, they're probably going to beat the Buccaneers by seven, you know? Yeah, like, uh, if there's... If, the if, if the Rams are going to cover this, I feel like there's going to be have to be a Jameis pick six in there, which is perfectly... Which can happen. It's been known to happen for a time couple, to time. a couple picks just in yeah. Buccaneer territory that... Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's got to be a few mistakes made by the Buccaneers too. And here's here's the other thing I will say is that the Rams are playing a secondary that was just devastated by injuries last week, mm-hmm. and they scored 20 points. Yeah, couldn't really take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, Bill, your boys, the Minnesota Vikings are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears coming off a short week, and the Bears getting the standard three-point home bump. They believe these two teams are even, so the Bears are getting the three-point home buck, uh, bump. Uh, take the Vikings. What do you think, Bill? I agree. I mean, we coughed up a game in the division already, though. Um, yeah. I-, I do think that... As much as Trubisky looked like he was competent yesterday, <laughs> that's very. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never seen a guy go for over three hundred and three touchdowns and be me be like, "Wow, that guy, this guy still sucks." Right? Yeah. Like, on, just, he really so pulled it over there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the Vikings should be able to capitalize on some of Trubisky's bad throws. I think that defense is going to snatch a few balls from him. I think the Bears' defense is good, so the Vikings are going to have to remind themselves that they can't just get eight yards of carry. Um, but I also think that they'll be able to move the ball. Like, even if they're getting four yards of carry, it's going to be enough to score some points. So I, I like the Vikings. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> Although this this <laughs> this is a quarterback matchup right here, boy. 
<laughs> like which which QB can ruin it for their team quicker? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Craig, how do you feel about this one? Bears minus three. Vikings. Yeah, I think so. You, you, you just Vikings cannot go. It seems so stupid to call it like a must win or whatever because it's it's obviously not. But uh, you really don't want to go zero and two in the division to to start it, especially when th- this division currently features a team. Uh, with, I think there's two losses uh, in the entire division. Vikings and Bears each have one. So uh, yeah, exactly. Anyone could win that division, so you can't afford to coughing up games. Except for the Lions, they're gonna start coughing. I mean, yeah, not up. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it for that game. That that uh, I'm actually very curious to see how that game goes. Uh, last up for the four o'clock slate, the Jacksonville Jaguars headed to Denver to take on your Broncos, Craig. Your Broncos. They're saying these two teams are even because the Broncos are getting the minus three. And I just have one question for you, Craig. What you gonna do, brother, when Menchu Mania runs wild on you? I'm worried about this game. <laughs> I've got the Jaguars as one of my five. And I'm, Ten uh, days off. I think they're better than Denver. Yeah. Like the Broncos have looked better than their record indicates, but yeah, no, I, I like from the perspective of, um, the, I shouldn't say, I, they did, they've been really close on a couple of big plays and, yeah. uh, the Oakland game was, 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 was garbage. Uh, the, kind of, again, I, even, even though the Broncos are 0 three and have not looked particularly great, I still don't count that 10 o'clock night game on no. one as anything. I'm just not yeah, going to be able to I, do it. Yeah, no, I would just say that should have won the Bears game. Yes. Yeah. Right. They all, they, you know, they uh, they were, had the lead with 30 seconds left, and the Bears on their own 25. And there was a call that the NFL admitted was a bad call that really, uh, mm-hmm. really changed that drive. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, um, whether they should have won or should have not won their own three, and I don't expect the team to be good at all. I just think that uh, maybe they deserve a little better than 0 and three. Either way, I don't think they're going to win this game. Jaguars got 10 days off. Maybe they'll have this Jalen Ramsey thing sorted by then. Who's to say? But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm worried about this game. It's only making Jalen Ramsey play better, so <laughs> at least for one week anyway. So I guess ride the hot hand. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on uh, defensive genius Vic Fangio? Because I mean, he is a defensive genius. He's found a way to completely shut down Vaughn Miller. Um, I don't know. That? <laughs> Here's the thing: he's got a he's got a really long track record of of, of being great at this. You know, and maybe he goes into the books as one of those guys where you want him as your defensive coordinator, not your head coach. Maybe he's like, you know, Wade Phillips light. Yeah. Um, but the, the scheme um, is not that dissimilar to some of the stuff he ran in Chicago with, with good players there. I'm not. Um, I don't know. I, I, I need more than three games before I really uh, feel out how I'm, uh, how I'm truly feeling about it. This week will be a test. But uh, yeah, obviously, the returns have not been great. They have no sacks, no turnovers for three games. Yeah, yeah, that's no. They've never given up more than twenty-eight. I think twenty-seven against Green Bay is not the most points they've given up, but still. And that would be why this game is currently at an over/under of thirty-eight. There you go. <laughs> so there's that. Also, so is your Viking Vikings Bears thirty-eight as well, Bill. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm gonna take the Jaguars. They're probably gonna be one of my five. Uh, next up, the Sunday night matchup. Dallas Cowboys head into New Orleans to take on Teddy Two Gloves, and Dallas is favored by three on the road. Dallas is a damn good team, but this is the sharpiest sharp play that ever sharp. Saints at home. Oh, man, easily take the Saints at home. What do you think on that one, Bill? Whew, not as confident as you are. Um, you're getting, you're getting, I think the, the Cowboys have played better. They're, um, they're damn good, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I like they, the Cowboys here. I know. That's a tough place to play. It really yeah. is. Um, but they'll be able to keep it on the ground, control the clock, uh, control the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I think the Cowboys come away with here. Uh, the Cowboys might be in the rude, in for the rude awakening of, wait a minute, other teams actually want to try to win from time to time? <laughs> like, 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 wait, what's this? The other team doesn't just walk in and lay down on the field? What is happening? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just... Come on now, like the I, I realize Cowboys are America's team, and everybody's super excited. And at this point, three weeks into a, the season, which you know is still pretty early, um, they would be my pick to come out of the NFC. Imagine Patriots, Cowboys, and just America. It just yeah, it, it, it just too much America. Yeah, yeah, too much America. Um, 
the the come on it's a little bit of a disrespect to the saints i realize it's teddy two gloves and not drew Brees, but come on minus three on a road for the cowboys in new orleans that's that's crazy the the saints are going to be up for this one uh craig thoughts uh the saints yeah this is the sharpiest sharp play that ever sharped like i said like there's no way the sharps are going to take the cowboys on the road yeah that's fair yeah uh anything you want to add to this one craig or no, no, I'm. Uh, I, I just I, I feel the same way as you. Um, I, and yeah, Teddy doesn't need to be great for this team to be okay. That's the thing. Teddy doesn't yeah. need to be good yet. He was of the backup guys. He was, I thought, kind of mediocre. Um, yeah. The backup guys who went last week, obviously Kyle Allen and uh, Daniel Jones, excelled. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves was kind of fine. I think and, you know what you're getting with Teddy Bridgewater, though, right? Yeah. Like, we've seen, we've got enough of a sample size where you know you're yeah. going to get, you know, a high, high enough completion percentage, not too many mistakes, enough that you can make New Orleans a good team. What I would say, though, is this about the accuracy. It, doesn't look, it didn't look quite there in that Week 17 start last year. Maybe that's a little bit of rust, and he looked a little bit better this past week, and maybe that'll just continue to, to come back. But the injury he went through, man, like, that's so bad. It's it's it's, it's it impact how you step up, and that could impact your your throwing accuracy, obviously. Like mm-hmm. so, but like I, I was encouraged by what we saw this past week, week seventeen last year, just yeah. didn't look good. I was encouraged by what we saw in Seattle, which is a tough place to play, obviously. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like Teddy, Teddy, like there are ACL injuries, and then there's what happened to Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater had the one where it was like his leg was basically a series of loose skin and fluid. Right, like it was like, what is? Oh, oh, god! Like it was, it was bad. Uh, so there's that. Um, now the last of the backup quarterbacks uh, to kind of play last week will be participating in our um, Monday night game, which at the beginning of the season you might have thought would have been something, but uh, hey, not not much maybe. of maybe. Yeah, at least it, at least uh, you could have talked yourself into it as like this is a divisional rival game where the games are usually always close regardless of the names, and also there's uh, potential for someone to be lying on the field and have to get stretchered off. Um, but uh, Mason Rudolph, a lot of people were saying he was mediocre. Um, I'm not sure what game they were watching because I thought that he was objectively really really terrible what do you no, think I, I, yeah I, I, no i don't know where the mediocre thing is coming from i yeah. i watched that game because i was with my brother-in-law who's a niners fan and uh yeah they, he was not good at all um, i don't know where it came from that that game was only cl- like that game was only close because of a couple niners turnovers a couple uh, the uh, niners no. had six turnovers four of them in the red zone the niners yeah. have won that game by 35 points yes and, and we'd yes. be talking about how mason rudolph was like a big a big piece of shit or like the you know the the soft media version of me saying that right like it, we, we'd be like he is not yeah, a very not, good quarterback about like you know losing the turnover battle by four or more and like basically like you see one win in the nfl under those circumstances every uh you know 20 yeah. years yeah but like yeah but like they had four turnovers in the red zone like that oh, yeah. that, that game should have been the niners should have won that game by 30 points it was ridiculous yep. oh, i agree and and they still won they still won. I know they they lost the turnover battle by five or whatever it was, and they still won the game. Which, again, that happens like you know yeah. every quarter century or so in the league. But like they were so much better than the Steelers, and the Steelers had and like I you know Mika Fitzpatrick. The Niners won the no effing way game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they won the no effing way game. Absolutely. Uh, Niners and Jets are the two teams on bye week because uh, we should uh, have mentioned that off the top that uh, we have bye weeks now. The Steelers are hosting the Bengals, and the Steelers and Mason Rudolph are minus four and a half. How do you feel about that, Bill? Um, the, oh, Bengals? They're trying to suck yeah, you in with the Bengals so much, and I'm just not going to fall for it. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away. Right. Yeah, no, I, I don't love either of these teams. I think I'd rather have the points because I think they're both bad enough to ruin it for themselves. <laughs> yeah. I can quit the Bengals whenever I want, Bill. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is my like, like this is this is my like, hook it to my veins, right? Like, just like, don't do it. It's so bad. Uh, Bengals minus or plus four and a half. What do you think, Craig? Plus four and a half. I know. I know. 
Like, All right, well, here's the thing is I get to go to bed early next Monday night because I have no interest in this. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's some. There, there's the silver lining. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals. Yeah, I, I just they're not gonna be one of my five because I'm not willing to trust them. But like, come on, like from what you saw with Mason Rudolph even at home, and I, I really like Cincinnati's been. I mean, ah. Actually, no. Cincinnati's been really, really bad. <laughs> like I, I was trying to make the case there, but I couldn't even couldn't even convince myself. Oh, that's so, terrible. Yeah, they've been they've well, been bad. It's also bad. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't know where where uh, the the talk about Mason Rudolph looking fine came from. I didn't understand that at all. I, I watched that game and he was objectively terrible. The Steelers should have won that game by like by three touchdowns with the with the turnovers they were getting, and it just never happened. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick is awesome. And and he's definitely a blue chipper, and giving away a first round pick for him was um, not a a bad move. Um, uh, uh, I'm willing to. I, I want to decide on that uh, as the season goes on here. Well, what I was, what I think I was, they made that trade thinking that uh, that Rudolph would be good. Well, and was the he's trade terrible, that, and like they're they're yeah. three right now. Yeah, was the and trade if, that uh, Rudolph would be good, or we know Big Ben's coming back? I think it has to be Rudolph would be good because mm-hmm. if they made that trade thinking, thinking well, Mason's going to be bad, uh, you, maybe you're trading a top five pick. Yeah. They, 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 they made the trade thinking Rudolph's going to be good. How come they don't do protected picks in the in the NFL or like they do in the NBA? I know. I, I don't know if that's allowed within like, in the NBA. I was going to say, is it allowed? Like, do we have. I, here's, here's the thing I've never looked up whether it's allowed or not. Um, we should look it up because they should start yeah. doing that because it would make the NFL a lot more. Because you would get trades like Minka Fitzpatrick trade, but people would be doing smart stuff like. Like, like you would get trades like that, which are awesome, but then Pittsburgh would also do the thing where it's like top five protected, right? Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, and then you know, oh, it rolls over next year, becomes two seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, I just, um, I, I just think that they're going to look back on that and say, you know, hey, wait a minute, we could have got, we could have got, and, and I'm not saying, oh yeah, go get your quarterback of the future at the end of this year, mm-hmm. uh, because you know you don't know how that's going to go, but you could have. There, there are some good players, obviously, in this draft, as there are in most drafts, that could be significant uh, assistance for your franchise going forward. Like, you know, what? Like, you, you don't think the Steelers want Jerry Judy? Like, yeah. you know, watch watch him on a Saturday. See if the Steelers. You think the Steelers might want that guy? I'm gonna guess they they probably do. Uh, you like, there's there's this could wind up going bad for them. And I think, and I like Fitzpatrick a lot as a player, but this could wind up going bad for them. Don't the Steelers own, did they get a first round pick for Antonio Brown? I can't remember. No, they got third, fifth. They've already used them. Right. This year are missing their first and third round picks already because they, uh, they traded the third to Denver to, in that move up now last year to go get Devin Bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then the trade was silly. For some reason I had in my head that they got a first for Antonio Brown and, and had the, own the Turns out there's much market for that guy. I can't yeah, imagine. One. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Also, the Raiders, I don't think, have any more first-round picks left to trade. At least not their own. So, uh, there's that. Oh, they've got Chicago still. All right. Well, here we go. That's it for this week. Let's bounce back after after a horrid week three on the Crossover Podcast. Uh, Craig, you're still in first uh, because nobody gained any ground on anybody with that trash week we had. But we're going to turn around right now. Uh, give me your five picks, please, good sir. Uh, that's fun. Uh, let's go with uh, Green Bay. I am going to take the Colts. I oh, know two favorites right in a row here. Uh, I am going to take Arizona. I'm take Minnesota, and I'm going to take the Saints. All right, Bill, my good sir, who you got? So we agree on Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay, but I will take Atlanta. I will take the Patriots. I will take the Texans and the Buccaneers. All right. I'm going to be similar on a few of these. Uh, give me New England minus the seven. I'm going to take the Bucks plus nine and a half. Uh, give me New Orleans plus three. Give me Minnesota plus three. And give me the Jaguars plus three. So uh, that's what Matt Pierce is kicking this week. Um, that's good. I like these picks. We're going to bounce back this week. We're going to bounce back. 
Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, we are going to be back later on this week unfortunately for the comic book side of things we're going to be back with more sports uh craig and i are going to be pulling double duty this week uh either on thursday or friday we will be releasing a second episode of the week uh, as we are going to be talking about uh national hockey league over unders uh craig because the season is 10 days away as of us uh recording so uh pretty excited i'm so excited that i'm gonna make a ton of noise and really start disturbing the peace craig that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, well, that whole thing is so stupid. Topical. We'll talk, we'll talk about it next. We'll talk about it next. So stupid. So stupid. Plenty of time to talk about that going forward, though. Uh, Bill Needles, Craig Needles, uh, good talking to you guys. Always fun to do this with you. And uh, take care, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Woo!